Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. We're standing at the threshold between the old and new consciousness. Polarization is getting more intense, and along with it, the oppressiveness in what I'll call old paradigm leadership is becoming more and more visible. Whether it's in the political realm, in the corporate world, in a spiritual or religious context, you name it, it's happening in that area. I'm absolutely not saying that all leaders are abusive or bad. It's just that leadership as expressed in the old consciousness has generally been oppressive, exploitative, and self-serving. New paradigm leadership is totally different though. And even if most of us don't think of leadership as applicable to us, we're all leaders in some way or another, and how we lead matters. Today we're discussing new paradigm leadership, what it looks like, how to embody it, the impact it has, and how it can change not only ourselves, but our families, communities, and the world. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. My name is Karen Chong, and today in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing walking the talk new paradigm leadership. Let's jump right in. New paradigm leadership. Mm -hmm. What a momentous topic. Mm. Considering everything that we've just been through in the last two or three years and what's currently happening right now, mm -hmm. new paradigm leadership, what does that look like? Yeah, I think a lot of people are asking that question because I think people are seeing that the leadership that existed in the old consciousness was really centered around power mm. and self-gain often. Uh, abuse of power, oppression, that type of thing. And people are getting really quite tired of it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're fatiguing from the sort of hypocrisy that's been happening. So oh, yeah. people who are saying one thing and yet doing another, so they're not holding integrity. So new paradigm leadership is not just for political leaders or large corporate leaders or even small business owners. Leadership really occurs within communities, within family units, within friends. You know, there's always a, a person, typically, who is leading a group of people, whether that group is two or 10 or 50 or 1,000 or millions. There tends to be one who emerges as the leader. So what I mean by new paradigm leadership is not only about a frequency resonance in that person that is higher, it means that they also embody what I call unified integration, which mm. is part of the six core essentials. And your mastery and momentum. And mastery and momentum, yeah. yeah. Okay. So unified integration is when you are embodying the frequency resonance that you wish to be, meaning that your actions and your behaviors um, are consistent with the frequency that you wish to be. So meaning you have an awareness of how your frequency distortions are playing out in the humanness, meaning are you... Um, being abusive to people without even maybe even being aware of it, yeah. you know? Or are you doing that because you're in fear? Or whatever the reason is, is that still happening, yeah. right? So even if you 
feel like you're a higher degree of resonance because you're doing a lot of frequency work, if you're behaving in a way that's a lower frequency resonance, then you're not in unified integration. Mm. So when I talk about new paradigm leadership, it's really about the embodiment of the frequency resonance that you are, which is a higher level order, which is why in the new paradigm people follow you. They're not following you because they have gain or because you promised them something or whatever it is. You see, they're following the frequency resonance that you are. Mm. And could that also mean that as well, if for some reason I'm in a leadership position mm-hmm. and I'm coming into a crunchy time, mm-hmm. I'm noticing my distortions, I'm being triggered, is that also part of this new paradigm to be able to say, I can't lead right now. Yes. Somebody else who is in resonance, who is in balance and in coherence needs to, to step up, in. take over while I take the time now. Yeah. Because that's not what's happening, is it? Yes, exactly. So it's about to accept your humanness. Okay, that's part of the new paradigm leadership. It's not about perfection. Okay? Mm. There's this funny idea that you know our leaders are so elevated that they are supposed to embody perfection in some way. And when they fall from that perfection, then we judge them. It's like, oh, they've fallen from grace. How dare they? How dare they? And then we judge them, and then we blame them, and we accuse them. It's kind of interesting what we do with leaders. Really, a new paradigm leader is aware of their humanness and what they have to work through in order to keep their resonance high and to move upwards. So as you say, it's to be like, well, right now I'm, I'm, I'm detoxing or I'm tired or I'm stretched too thin or I'm fill in the blank because we're human. Mm. And as you say, take time away and ask for collaboration. Yeah. I mean, ask for... and. You know, it's not about in this new paradigm leadership, like you're the leader, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're the only one leading. It's really about how does the whole boy upwards. Yeah. So different people will step in to lead in their strength. Yeah. They're not strong in everything. No, nobody is. Yeah. So it's like, okay, trusting those people and to encourage them and to foster where it is that they're strong and learning from them too. Yeah, because the new paradigm leadership, it sounds like what you're saying mm-hmm. as well, is that... If I am a new paradigm leader, I'm going to not just be leading people, I'm going to teach them how to lead. Exactly. Right? Yes. So it comes back to that yes. yogi idea that you know the value of the teacher isn't by how many students he's got, yeah. it's by how many yoga teachers he creates yes. or however many masters he, he creates, creates, right? Exactly. So the new paradigm leadership sounds like what you're saying. When we become aware and master uh, our resonance, our frequency resonance, we yeah. can teach others just by being who we are. Who we are yeah. and applying the certain essentials yes. that we use and yeah. teaching them as well yeah. that we can create equality. Yes. And therefore step down and let somebody else step up. Yes. And it's sort of like a higher level equality because it's almost like everyone's playing to each other's strength. Mm. Okay. So it's not like I'm the only one who's strong. It's like you're strong here. Okay, you lead here. Yes. Okay, I'm strong here. I'll lead here. Yes. I'll also learn from you as you lead in your strength. Yes. I may never be as good as you because you have a natural gift in whatever it is. Yeah. But I certainly can learn from you. Yeah. And we're going to be going deep on this. We're going to give a whole um, three-part series on the new paradigm leadership. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as humans, we have a lot of distortion around low self-worth. Yeah. And insecurity and judgment and all these things. We're like, oh, God. You know, if they lead, it means that I'm less than. Yeah. You know, so maybe I'll just take them down, you know, because they're competitive to me. 
Do you see what I'm saying? A new paradigm leader has enough awareness and enough confidence in who they are, the resonance that they are, and aware that they are infinite indestructible consciousness enough to know that it's not really competitive because we're not in scarcity we're in abundance yeah so there are all these different unique expressions that are different and amazing in their own ways that we can learn from that are stronger than this it's not really competitive do you see what i'm saying totally. competition comes from when there's a scarce resource and now we're fighting over the darn thing yeah or a self-worth issue so, yeah. i think you're better than me so exactly. now i have to either bring you down yeah or prove i'm better, better than yeah, yeah or that power is something like you have to oppress other, right, in order to be have power in yourself. A new paradigm leader, leader doesn't need to prove their power. Mm. Because if you are aware that you're infinite, indestructible consciousness, like what is there really to prove? I mean, really? You yeah. Know, like, do I have to oppress you to know that? No. Yeah, because required. if you know that about yourself, you know that about them as well. Exactly. Right? Yes. So if I'm infinite, indestructible consciousness, and yep. we're all one, and we all come from the same source, then so are you. Exactly. All right, so yeah. let's do this together. together. Yeah. Yes, so it's more inclusive. Mm. So before, in the what I would call the older paradigm leadership, it was more div divisive, yeah. right? It's more separate. Like, this is my little kingdom. I ought to protect it. You know, you stay away from my kingdom, right? This is mine. Mm -hmm. But if we all, as you say... So as you said so beautifully, don't have that need to like protect a certain thing. And you realize that we are all in our own flavors, this infinite consciousness. There's nothing really to fight over, to protect or whatever. There's only raising each other up. Because in that, then we get to experience more of these different flavors, right? Of these unique expressions of others. Now, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't hold your space and all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean like allow people to like walk all over you. I'm not saying that at all. No. But I'm saying it's a celebration of all of these different expressions of the all that is and learning and growing from each other. Yeah. 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 Especially if I'm in a leadership role and I can see somebody is struggling with their crunchiness at that time, yeah. that's when you come in to support without you know, giving up your space or surrendering your field to them. But mm -hmm. you can say to them, okay, this is where I see your crunchiness is. Now it's your accountability and responsibility to go away and work through that. Yeah. And let's do this together. together. Yeah. Yes. And if you're not willing to accept it, that's okay. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, holding your space, as you know, is not just about not letting someone else into your space. It's about not pushing into someone else. Yeah. Right? So the new paradigm leader is willing to extend help where they feel that they can. And if it's not willingly accepted, that's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're not trying to, like, force anyone. You're like, okay, you're not ready? I'm not going to force you. Yeah. yeah, that's something I'm still working on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all think we're right, obviously. <laughs> Especially in a family dynamic. Yeah, 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 you should do it this way. No, you really should do it this way. <laughs> I know. Family is like the biggest trigger of that, I think. Or partner. Yeah. That's the other place that we mm -hmm. can see that one. Yeah, let's yeah. not talk about that. <laughs> okay, so... From a frequency resonance or new consciousness level, do you have a feeling or an idea of anything or anywhere where you see that this is potentially happening right now or are we still waiting on this? Topic? Yeah, I think it's starting to glimmer through in ways. Like I'm starting to see companies that are embodying mm -hmm. this. Yeah. You know, it's really they are stepping into like, okay, how do we all win? 
So yes, we want to sell you a good or a service. Yeah. But when you receive that good or service, it actually makes you stronger. And when you get stronger, it helps the community, the environment, the planet, the whatever. Do you see? So yes. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a higher form of like accountability and leadership in what they're producing yeah. and what they're serving. Yes. Uh, how they're serving. I mean, right. So we're seeing that. We're seeing that with um, I think new consciousness kids mm. are starting to show that because they. It's interesting. They won't take any guff. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't take any bullshit. <laughs> they know what's true for them. They can tell when someone's in integrity and they can tell when someone's not. And they can tell when a, a power is being abused and when it's not. And um, and with them, they're less willing to just be cowed by it and to be quiet about it. They're really willing to call that out and to act in a different way. Mm -hmm. So new consciousness kids, that's happening. And I think also for those of us who are doing frequency work, the way that we are, like truly, if you're embodying frequency work and do and embodying unified integration, you are starting to lead in different scenarios at work, within your friends, um, relationships, you know, all that sort of stuff. You are leading. And the more that you hold your frequency resonance, you know, you start to affect and have a ripple effect into other people. Mm. And it's really kind of cool to watch. And the more in integrity you are and the more in unified integration you are, the more they want to follow. You know, they're yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. How, how you inspire them, right, to be a better version of themselves. So an, another synonym could almost be influencer. Yes. Right, to leadership. Yeah. Because I think... I know I do anyways. I tend to think a leadership is something that is publicly seen yes. as somebody being at the head of something. something. Yeah. Instead of, you know, this could be a really subtle form of leadership yeah. where you're just really influencing the space that you take up. Yes. And people entrain to that. And it's not really seen that kind of leadership, but yes. it's felt. Yes. Right? And it's very powerful. Mm. So, and as your resonance rises, the field that you are, that you just mentioned, mm. impacts more and more and more people without you really thinking about it. It's like, I don't think that I'm necessarily going to influence my cleaner, my acupuncturist, the person I get my groceries from, my friend, you know what I mean? Like, but you are, because in your resonance, something happens in the kindness that you are, in the, you know what I mean? Yeah. In the, it, um, how you hold yourself in integrity. So. I think that is really important because there's so many instances now of different leaders, be they spiritual or political or corporate, who are saying that they hold a certain standard and yet in the mm. background there's dirty laundry. Yeah. You know, and there's less and less tolerance for that because people can feel it. Yeah. They're like, something's not right. Whatever it is that they are doing, it feels a little dirty. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like, Hmm, something, what's wrong here? And, you know, it takes a while for some people to pick up on that because, you know, we, like I said, we elevate our leaders. Yeah. Yeah, we, we want to, we, we want them to be better. You know what I mean? We want to look up to them. We want them to be this model of uh, perfection or whatever we aspire to. Yeah. Right? Without seeing their humanness. And part of the new paradigm leadership is to see their humanness. Yeah, the integrity of yeah, it. The, yeah. Yeah. And it's not about being perfect. No. It's about having the integrity to say, like, Actually, I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. This is me and my humanness. This is what I'm working through, and I'm really candid about it. Yeah, you know? I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it's a hard one for humans, right? Yeah, very yeah. difficult <laughs> because we're afraid of judgment. We're afraid of being criticized. We don't want to seem like we failed. Some people, um, you know, that's just part of their journey in terms of like arrogance and what they need to learn. So we've talked about the new paradigm leadership, and you know how that 
looks or how we imagine it would help us as a collective and, and frequency resonance wise, how it would help us individually. But I'm kind of wondering now in my daily day actions when I move into a group and there's always a leader in the group, you know, mm -hmm. if you work to do community work to do, how would I recognize that I am indeed part of a group where this leadership is, this new paradigm leadership? What kind of things would I look for yeah. in the leader? Yeah. So in the new paradigm leadership, uh, there is a shift actually from the leader being the one who's holding power that you and I have discussed, mm -hmm. and also that they um, want to hold that power in the sense that the dynamic is they are better than you or more knowledgeable than you or more awake than you or more whatever than you, mm -hmm. and to keep you in the position where you're less than them. Okay, so um, I've seen this actually not um, just in leaders, right, where they perpetuate that dynamic where they stay at the top, you yeah. know, where they stay at the top of that power, like chain or whatever you want to call it, structure. Yeah, yeah. But I've also seen it in the spiritual community with teachers or gurus or healers or whatever they are. And they want the person to always, the people who are following them, mm -hmm. yes, they want to help them to a certain extent, but then it doesn't really go beyond that. They don't really empower them to do that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. They want them to some degree because they are financially dependent on them or for whatever reason. Yeah. Okay? For what, there are many, many reasons for, for that dynamic to be happening. Um, but they want to keep the person who's following them or looking up to them or a student in that position of less than. Mm. Makes sense? Disempowerment in some way. Yeah. And so um, to watch for people who you put on a sort of a pedestal, right, as leader, notice if they need to assert that over you. You know, it's like, I know more than you. Well, I know you felt that or had the instinct of that, but actually you're wrong. It's this. And notice how you respond to that. Because, you know, you may have your own knowingness, but then you may give up your power to this person thinking, oh, well, they know more than me. Mm -hmm, see, mm -hmm. so to flip that now conversely to what is a new paradigm leader, like you asked, mm -hmm, right? So I go, mm -hmm. gave you the negative of that. Like what's the old paradigm leadership kind of look like? Yeah. And that power imbalance that's been really at play for a long, long time. Yeah. The new paradigm leadership is just like that quote from the yogis that you mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. the, the sign of a, uh, a, good master. a good master is mm -hmm. not the number of students they have, but the number of teacher, yeah. teachers they create. That's right. right yeah. So... Truly, a new paradigm leader is wanting to create other leaders. Yeah. You know, it's about empowerment. Like, how, how can you accelerate yourself so that you're not dependent on the leader? Mm -hmm. right? Because really, a, a true new paradigm leader knows, because of a high enough frequency resonance, that they are infinite, right? There's nothing to like hoard or hang on to from a, you know, from a like personal perspective. Like, why do you need to hold on to this group of people so they follow you and no one else, no one else? Yeah. You know, it seems kind of silly because they're at a higher resonance where they know that they are infinite. So there's abundance. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't need to hang on to a small group of people to manipulate them. So in that way, they are wanting everyone to return to that oneness, right? To empower people to return to that state where they are at the highest level that they can live mm -hmm. and embody their potential, their um, potential as consciousness in embodiment in a way that empowers not only the people, but you know, the ripple effect that we keep talking about yeah. into the consciousness of humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would promote my strengths. They yes. would see my strengths. Yeah. They wouldn't highlight my weaknesses and yes. keep perpetuating, perpetuating the weaknesses. weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there's that fine line. 
if you come to somebody as a leader, you want to learn. Because yeah. you want to learn new skills. And, but then how do you recognize, wait, now you're crossing the line. I'm no longer learning. I'm feeling diminished. Exactly. Ah. So you have to be aware of that. Right. And it's like, so, you know, as a guide, part of, part of what, or, or a teacher or whatever, if somebody is struggling in their weakness, it's to point that out, but not to diminish the person when you're pointing it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, hey, do you notice this is happening? You have a choice here. You can perpetuate that. Or you can rise above it, right? And here's some tools for you, or whatever it is that mm -hmm. the person's gift is that they help with, mm. right? It's everyone shows up differently, mm -hmm. but it's as you say, if you're starting to feel diminished, then you know that person's not really acting in integrity mm. with being a new paradigm leader, and then you have to ask yourself if the person's doing that, and you keep going back to them. Yeah, what's my part? What's my part in that dynamic, yeah. and why do I keep? creating that yes yeah. for sure yeah. and I especially like I just want to add this I especially like the um in the old paradigm leadership there's a lot of gaslighting yeah you know where you see you feel a certain way and then they twist it to make it sound like well you've got the problem uh -huh. it's not really this way that's you that's it's the problem. problem yeah whereas I've noticed in the new paradigm leadership and I hear you saying this a lot it's well let me hang on let me take a minute let me Go inside, let me think on this. That's interesting that you brought this up. You know, because yeah. straight away in the old paradigm, it's like, oh, well, you're just being a bit sensitive there. Or yeah. Straight away into gaslighting. Yeah. Yes. Where it's sort of like, um, so I think an example of that would be like if somebody questions the leader, mm -hmm. right? So oh, if someone says, yeah. you know, this is an inappropriate, or I don't believe this, or I don't understand what you've said, or it doesn't seem to be in alignment what I feel, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the leader will say, well, it's not really my problem. Yeah, It's actually you. You're the one who's challenged. Mm -hmm. you're, it's never the leader's issue. A new paradigm leader will be like, well, okay, so you're running these patterns. What am I running? Yeah. Here? Am I contributing? So there's like an inward reflection of like, okay, you know, we're all human. Yes, we are embodied consciousness. Yes, we resonate at different levels. And it's important, if you truly are a leader, to be learning mm -hmm. <laughs> yourself. That's right. To keep aspiring to growth yourself and to ask the question, like scan self. Hmm, is there, what's here for me to learn? What is it here mm -hmm. that I need to uh, grow from? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that comes right back to the accountability that we've already talked about yeah. in, in a previous podcast. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think for me, that would be one big thing when I'm yeah. looking for the new paradigm leadership is how, how much accountability does the leader take and how much are they continuing to learn? Yes, as exactly. As opposed to, I have already learned this. Just, yes. Any reaction you have is yours. Yeah. I'm not doing anything yeah. that could create that. Exactly. Yeah. And I've heard people say, you know, leaders who are saying like, I have no ego. And as soon as I hear that, I'm like, Run. right. <laughs> okay, well, you're human. You have an ego. <laughs> you yeah. have it until you die. It's part of the distortion. Otherwise, you'd be running in front of that car. Yeah, you know? Know? yeah. It it's, just doesn't make any sense. So it's a safety mechanism. I, yeah, so to me, when someone says that, I always step back and I think, huh, that's interesting that you have to even declare that. Yeah. Or people who have to declare that they're awake. Or they, they had to declare that there's something. If you're truly awake, you don't really need to run around with a little flag and a megaphone saying, hi, I'm awake. You, you know, barge. Yeah, saying, I'm awake. You know, you don't need, to, if you're awake, you don't need to prove anything, honestly. Yeah. Right? So that's what I'm saying. It's all these little red flags. Yeah. Or people who say, like, I've done all the work. I'm totally clear. I have no distortion. 
that's not possible. Wow. You know, I'm like, wow, it means you have a huge blind spot is really what, to me, yeah. that's what it means. Yeah. So it's constantly in the humanness to see where it is that we have these distortions, these triggers, these weaknesses, and to continue to release them and to learn and to grow and to celebrate the growth and the learning, not only in yourself, but in others. Because mm. I'd like to come back to that point, because as as the collectiveness raises its frequency resonance, we're going to be set with a whole new layer of distortions yeah. that you know, are completely different. So how could you have learned everything and fixed everything? Yeah. It, well, you've either not risen yeah. or you have a blind spot. Yeah, right? exactly. Hey, yeah. Sorry, I just wanted clarity on that and yeah. thank you for doing that for me because I was thinking, wait a minute, how does my everyday, how do I recognize that? So, yeah, no, it's a great question. And it's one that I think it's important to continue to ask because so many people will so easily give away their power even when they feel intuitively like something's off. Mm -hmm. Something is a little bit wrong with this dynamic and they keep returning to that. And so my question, if that is happening for you in whom, with whomever, it doesn't really matter, to ask yourself the question, why? Why do you feel like you have to keep returning to that relationship? Where's the distortion in you where it's like you're so uncertain of yourself that you want to get something from that person or whatever it is that you feel, you know what I mean? That you're getting from that dynamic, which allows you to be diminished. Mm, that you way. feel you can't get for yourself. Exactly. You can only get it from, from them. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I'd ask that question. Okay. Okay. So we do have a little bit of hope and that yeah. maybe this will come through like the ripple effect, like you're talking about yeah. quicker than we really realize. Yeah. And the more that we embody this, this is the amazing thing about frequency work. The more that we embody it, the more that the consciousness of humanity rises, the more that other people entrained to that consciousness rising, the more everybody moves up Right? This is how consciousness rises. And this is how you being a leader in your family, in your community, in your workspace, however that looks. You know, you may not be like the CEO. Mm -hmm. You may be, you know, one of the participants in a group, like a, you know, a work group or whatever. But you can, the frequency resonance that you are, you'll start to lead. Yeah, it impacts. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's kind of like, did you ever hear that story about the, the young guy that was walking to school? And uh, he he met a guy that walked him to school. He was a pretty lonely guy, sad guy. Mm -hmm. And this, he dropped his books and the guy, the other kid came along, picked them up and started chatting to him. Where mm -hmm. are you from? Da, 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 mm -hmm. da. Fast forward many years later, I'm really abbreviating this story. Mm -hmm. And he became a pretty high influencing guy, researcher or something, you know, mm -hmm. and he got up, he re was receiving an award and you got me said, I'd just like to um, thank my best friend because what he doesn't realize until right now in this moment is that day I was going to commit suicide. Oh, wow. Yeah. And because this guy, his resonance was buoyant and, you know, he, he, he kept chatting. So the guy had a little bit of hope. He could feel his resonance that yeah. there was hope. some joy and love. And, and he just didn't. He chose not to. And mm. because of that, his future was completely different. And he was able to sit, stand there on the podium and say, did you realize the impact that you had on my life? And when you're talking, I'm thinking, wow. So if we do manage our resonance, frequency resonance, and we do just stand in the power and be in that leadership role, we have no idea who we're influencing, who we're influencing yeah. and how it impacts the, the collective. Yeah, exactly. Because that person who stood on the podium and received the award for the work that he did, 
his work is important. Yeah. And it wouldn't have happened without the resonance of his best friend. Yeah. And so, you know, it's interesting, you know, I watched my husband Chris a lot and his frequency resonance is high. And even in when he talks to people, he's all he's doing is sharing his resonance with them. Mm -hmm. But it's similar, you know, and you can literally, I watched them rise in their frequency resonance. And what's amazing is you never know now their resonance is higher. So maybe they talk to a kid yeah. or maybe they talk to somebody who's, you know what I mean? Like in despair, but because this person's frequency resonance is higher, now the ripple effect of that moves out into the field. Yeah. And so we really are this amazing ball of potential. Mm. And we think sometimes that we're not important and that we can't influence anything and that we're not really empowered, but that's really not true. The higher your frequency resonance, even if you can't see it, has an impact and a ripple effect into consciousness. Mm. Just like that man had never spoken that that man, the, his friend had saved his life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you just never know mm. what it is that's a turning point for someone. Yeah. You know? Okay, so I look forward to that day when we can see more of that kind of leadership on yeah. this planet and how high we can actually take this frequency resonance as a collective. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for Walking the Talk, New Paradigm Leadership. Now, this is an introductory group frequency calibration to help you shift your relationship with power and leadership and how you embody that. And if you wish to go deeper into new paradigm leadership so that you can embody the new consciousness in a different way and lead your relationships from a higher level order, then check out our program, Synergetic Ascension, New Paradigm Leadership which is available on the website. So for now though, settling in, becoming aware of your body, noticing the weightedness of your body as it settles into whatever is supporting you. Noticing if you're completely relaxed or if there's parts of you that are still held with tension. Noticing if you're clenching your jaw. Noticing the stretch of the skin. 
the spread of flesh as you sink further into whatever is supporting you. And when you're ready, becoming aware of the back side of your body, from the crown of your head all the way down the back of the head, the back of the neck, down your arms and your hands and your fingers, all the way down your back itself, over your butt, the backs of your legs, all the way down to your heels. Mm-hmm. We often don't pay attention to the back side of our body. So now, please become aware of your breath, perhaps for the first time today. Noticing your breath, at first without changing it. And after noticing your breath for a couple of breaths, Allowing it to deepen, to take up more room in your body, and to slow down, becoming much more relaxed. Good. Excellent. And now please become aware of your surroundings. So if you're brand new, noticing the feeling of the air against your skin. Noticing if it's moving or if it's still. The temperature of it. Whether it's dry or heavy with humidity. Just noticing the texture of the air against your skin. And then when you're ready, blinking your eyes open and noticing the quality of the light. So the quality of the light changes all the time, depending on the time of year, the time of day, the weather. So just noticing what the quality of the light is right now. And then please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulation means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you 
What those inanimate objects are is not important. And then noticing the distance between each object and you and then feeling that distance. So if object A is, for example, the desk, and you notice that the desk is about seven feet to you, noticing that distance and then feeling the distance between the desk and you. And do the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll find that as you do this for all three objects, your sense of where you are in space will become more clear, more focused, and more present for you. And whenever you have completed with triangulation, bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest, breathing normally, blinking your eyes closed. <sighs> mm -hmm. Bringing your attention now to your heart space, right in the center of your chest, in your nipple line. Breathing normally here for a moment. Blinking your eyes closed. Everyone taking a nice deep breath in, holding your breath for a count of five. Whenever you're ready, releasing your breath at the speed and intensity you prefer, holding your breath out for as long as you can. Noticing how many counts that is. And as you complete that one single long breath, we're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. Once you've finished that one single long breath, breathing normally. So while we wait for the mastermind, Please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level. That depending on how high the frequencies we're working with are and the speed of the mastermind, I may work in silence. If the frequencies are extremely high and I'm working in silence, to make sound only drops the frequency resonance, which does not benefit you. I also do make sound, so you may hear me yawn, exhale, or hum. And that is how I release some of the stickier, heavier distortion patterns. Not always, but often. And if I say something that resonates with you, 
it's likely a distortion pattern that you run. And if I say something that you really resist, like it couldn't possibly be you, or it couldn't possibly be yours, then it's likely a distortion pattern that you run. So I invite you to remain open, curious, and to examine further. Keeping your awareness in that heart space, right in the center of the chest, in the nipple line, placing a hand or a finger on the spot, becoming aware of your skin against skin. Now that the mastermind has, like I said, coalesced, let's ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And for those of you who are new, that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this surprisingly vast space, imagining a brilliance at its very, very core. And that brilliance starts to get lighter, brighter, as you keep your attention on it. And as it gets brighter, it very naturally expands outwards in all directions through all of your cells, out through your organs, out through your muscles, your flesh, and out through the pores of your skin, into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you, becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. Yeah, and now please become aware of the brilliance all around the sphere. And as you are aware of this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance up, irrespective of where it began. How high your frequency is 
dictates everything from how your reality looks, how you perceive or feel about it, how much distortion you can release, how much a change you can adapt to. So it's one of the most important things we do together. Bringing your attention now, please, to your heart space, in addition to this spine in your neck. Okay, so the first distortion that we're going to release has to do with old consciousness leadership and oppression. So typically, in order to become a leader in the old consciousness, one had to oppress or abuse another in order to be in that position of power. Not always, but often. It's not really about merit, so to speak. It can be, but it often isn't. So let's release these patterns of oppression. So not only is this oppression over you, it's your acceptance of this oppression. Because of course, if someone's leading and you're following, there's a power dynamic that happens there. An implicit acceptance of that dynamic. Releasing this. Good. Imagining that same brilliance you just felt a few minutes ago, expanding from deep within and radiating out through your heart space in all directions around you. There we go. Good.
Excellent. Bringing your attention now, please, to your xiphoid process, which is right at the base of your sternum. So your sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. Right at the base of that sternum, if you trace it, your finger along it, right at the bottom, where it goes from bone to flesh, if you were to press that fleshy point, that is your xiphoid process. It's a little tender when you press it. So keeping your finger here on the xiphoid process, So this is, has to do with identity or how you see the world. So <clears throat> this distortion is, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> that the old consciousness or abuse of power in the way that it has been is just the way it works. That there really is no other possibility. So let's release that. So... There's a subgroup here that um, to be a leader in the old consciousness means that you're vulnerable and subject to being attacked because you're st sticking your neck out basically and becoming visible. So for you as well, releasing these distortions. bringing your attention please just the inside of your lower ribs okay so the side facing your organs not the side facing the world mm -hmm. yeah so this is um, the distortion of making excuses or softening um, what the quote-unquote leader is saying, etc., when they're out of integrity. Okay, so we make excuses for them, etc. Okay, because even though they're out of integrity, we don't necessarily want to um, hold them to that same standard because we still receive something from them. So, releasing this. Or 
this distortion pattern, we don't want to see where it is that they're fallible because it means something about our judgment, who we choose to follow. <clears throat> so releasing these distortion patterns. Excellent. Bringing your attention now back to that xiphoid process right beneath that sternum and about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it in a straight line down towards the belly button, clearing out your pain body because your pain body has a memory of you before the frequency work was done, which makes it harder to integrate. So releasing that. It's more like clearing it out and resetting it to the newer, higher resonating version of, your, of you. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.